And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 110 today. Uh, we're going to be talking about mm. s- spirituality and um, metaphysical realms. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Mike and Maurice. For $2 a month, you will get exclusive access to some videos, interviews, and um, I'll try and post audio up there. I, I've been slacking on that. I know some people just listen, so I'll put the audio on there as well. Uh, you can check out uh, our website at MikeAndMauriceMindEscape.com. Uh, check out our uh, social media pages and subscribe to our channel. Hit the like button. And anybody listening, anybody listening on uh, audio platforms, please subscribe and leave us a nice little uh, review. That would be great. And uh, that's it. What's going on? Not much. Another beautiful day in the D. How's it going in Chi-Town? It's actually really nice today. It's been nice the last few days. Actually, it's been super cold. I think it's like yeah. Well, today's warmer, but the last two days were like twenty. I when I was doing that video for my comedy channel, I, I got a little sickness, and I'm still coughing, and hmm. it was an upper. I don't know if I had a sinus infection or what it was, but this thing's still kicking, kicking me in the guts. Yeah, it's not to the sickness where I can't do anything. I've been working out and this and that, but I wake up, I got stuff in my. Uh, in my lungs and sh- not in my lungs and my throat and I'm coughing and wheezing and yeah, it's man, just it's, it's been going around um yeah, I mean, everybody's that virus everybody's scared Corona. of the one thing but the actual regular flu has killed more people still I think right I know that's a funny that's a weird fact not a funny I think fact the, the mortality rate of the other ones higher but I mean I don't know I think we're just so used to the flu it's just right. it's been there for forever and people some if you if you're weak if you have a weak immune system you're gonna you're going to have issues yeah. fighting off a, a flu or a Yeah, they say old people pneumonia. old people and babies. Yeah, exactly. Um so I wanted to do this episode because I've been pon- I always go back and forth with this kind of stuff as as far as I mean I'm consider myself a personally spiritual person. I know you're somewhat <laughs> spiritual as well. Um but you know you, you do a lot of research and you read a lot of books and you try to deduct what you think is true or important and you come to some sort of conclusions and I don't know <clears throat> I've been going on back and forth a lot not that I don't believe in the metaphysical stuff I absolutely do but it's just you, know, you do have to ponder that other side of things that this could all just be material material that means nothing exactly and i'm not saying again that i believe that i'm saying that you do have to ponder that as well i think to to get to ultimate truth so Mm -hmm. i'm a guy i agree with you i'm always flip-flopping too i'll be fully devoted and spiritual and then something will happen or i'll watch something and then i'll I'll start thinking maybe this isn't the right way but (laughs) i don't know i think it's a lot i think we should i think people when they go down that materialistic path, it's a kind of leads you nowhere. Mm-hmm. So even if what I'm believing in may not be true, it still gives my life way more purpose. So in that respect, I think it's a a good way to go down. Yeah, and and I agree with that, and I've mentioned that before on here as well. I think that it, even if you believe that there's nothing more than this material world, to believe in some sort of higher power or higher purpose. Um, 
it gives you a greater it gives you a better quality of life in my opinion again that's just for me and from what i've seen in the people's lives around me but everybody's different there's some people like some of these scientists and um other academics and certain philosophers that believe in just materialism and that kind of stuff that they're fine with it and they right. say that there's the beauty is in what it is itself um the fact that uh-huh. we are this anomaly the fact that we are um in the position we're in so I, did you watch that joe rogan with the physicist um uh what's his name green uh, i forget his first name was that new Brian Green, I think. Yeah, it's within the last couple days. And he's... I think I saw clips coming in and out of that one. I'll say this about it, though, because um, we've talked about... I know you don't like Brian uh, Cox. <laughs> yeah, his he, his name came right to mind when you were talking about this. Yeah, so I, I know you, you're not a fan of his. And um, this guy has similar views, but I think that this guy is a more likable person yeah, it was Brian Green. That's who it was. Uh, Brian Green was a lot more likable um, uh-huh. in terms it's of... It's more of a palatable... Uh, yeah, and it, it's not that... he Again, he doesn't believe in... He's not saying that it's not possible. He acknowledged that it was possible and stuff like that. But I just... I listened to the whole interview. Um, and lately, I haven't been listening to a lot of the whole Rogan interviews, depending on who it is. I feel like... Um, he keeps on having some of the same people and I'm not complaining. I think it's a good podcast still, but I wish that there was more of what the lineup used to be, which was like a more diverse group of people as opposed to some of the same people he's had on within recent months and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think they were talking about what happened before the big bang. Was that that guest? Um, that, that, they that did talk, yeah, 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 yeah. They did talk about that for a little bit, where he was saying that they think how it, since the Big Bang he created time, possibly that it might mean nothing of what, like, what happened before the Big Bang might not mean anything, at least to us and our perception and our understanding, because if it created time, that's we judge everything by time. Right. And that's how we figure out all these, you know, how long it takes for galaxies to form. How long have we, you know, has the universe been here? Uh, I know that timeline keeps fluctuating as well. But, um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to start out with that, just saying in terms of what I believe we'll get to in a second. But what I think you have to ponder is all different, um, aspects of these you know these concepts when when you're doing thought experiments or you know some people don't care about this kind of stuff so it just depends on, on what you're doing with it but i think that i think about this stuff all day long even when i'm at work or doing other things these these thoughts definitely creep in my mind so um well yeah i think it's good to lay all the cards on the table and then make a decision from there yeah for sure um so as far as personal spirituality i think again the personal spirituality thing is that we live in a world where um we're thrust into it um with the second you're born you kind of don't have a choice so you're born into this world and you need some sort of like roadmap or guide once you get to a certain age obviously when you're a little baby you're a kid you know you don't you're just going with the flow 
Um, and then uh-huh. when you get a little bit older, you, you have to start to kind of piece things together. Um, and there's a, some people are introspective. Some people don't care. Again, I think it just depends on your lifestyle and what you're looking to get out of life. I don't think there's, and that's another thing. I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way. Um, but <clears throat> for me, spirituality is this idea that, again, there's something greater or a purpose to life. Um, right. We talked about teleology uh, and the study of purpose and a lot of the Greek philosophy episodes that we've done. And I think that that's a, I've been thinking more about that lately than actually where did we come from? You know, how did this all start? Which is what I was kind of on a a little bit of a, uh, bender, a little bit of a bender before when we were doing all that (laughs) pan, when we did the episode on panspermia and abiogenesis and all that. But lately I've been thinking about purpose. Um, and for me, person, uh, personal spirituality is intertwined with purpose. Like I'm trying to find the purpose of, of life. And from a, from a scientific standpoint, um, we talked about this. My personal philosophy is is why if if we're just some anomaly and it doesn't matter that we're alive and this is all a cosmic accident, uh, we're just some product of extreme conditions that turned into beneficial conditions and then we evolved. What is evolution then? Because evolution, the whole point is to survive. Why are you trying to survive? What's What's the point? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what's the biological function of trying to survive? Right. Why did that? Those two minerals that were electrified. Why do they want to keep progressing and try to survive if there's nothing? There's no underlying goal with this mission. Well, again, and that's where consciousness comes into play. Obviously, it's called the hard problem of consciousness. Again, we've talked about this many times. Oh, it's a hard problem, all right. It's, even that Brian Green guy said that it's he. Yeah, it's a hard problem. His philosophy was that. He thinks that it's just a byproduct of the functions of our brain, uh, but he doesn't know. And he said that it could be the way he approaches this logically is like Occam's razor. Like what's the most reasonable explanation based on the, the evidence that we have or the information that we have? And that would be that. I mean, we can't while we've all had weird experiences and metaphysical experiences um, to some degree, I'm sure everybody listening, I don't know if everybody has, but I have, you have, we've all had weird, weird things happen that we can't explain. Um, But you can't really quantify that. That's not like putting your hand on a water bottle and saying, Oh, this is cold. This is tangible. This is something right here. Um, Yeah. It's easy to chalk that up to some kind of a brain mishap, right? Something not, not working correct or your senses, not perceiving things the way that they truly are, but it's a big paradox because what are you? What are, what is actually there? Right. Is your brain perceiving what's actually there, or is your brain constructing everything into these senses, which which inform you what's there? And I, I think that's entirely possible. And again, I think most people, even scientists, would suggest that that's probably plausible. But I've had enough weird things happen and enough. Um, things I can't explain. Some people call them synchronicities. I would say some of these experiences are synchronicities and some of them, I just, I don't believe in coincidence because those things can happen. Um, 
not correlated and they would still be weird in some of my experiences. You know what I'm saying? So like uh-huh. the experience itself, like two weird things coming together, it would be weird enough if one of those things happened, let alone two and the two things are tied together. If that makes sense. Yeah. But if, the, if scientists are believing that our DNA was constructed by randomness, then they for sure can see how synchronicities are possible. You mean they can't see? Well, no, because scientists just chuck chalk up uh, synchronicities as being just random, right? Right. So, they, but their whole core foundation is 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 belief that our DNA was constructed randomly through an act of nature, I guess. Right. Like the seven thirty seven being constructed in a junkyard idea. Right. They're saying that that's possible. So if that's possible, why couldn't different things synchronize and again they have random they have no meaning they're random well obviously quantum entanglements a real thing where um they've even tested i think the furthest they've tested is one particle affecting another particle i think like a thousand miles away yeah so um i mean we don't know what that is uh einstein called that spooky action at a distance um i mean (laughs) And that's the guy that we have our whole, um, you know, our whole model of physics based off of right now. So, yeah. What did that Brian Green guy have anything to say about psychedelics? Has he partaken in with them? He or? tried to. Okay, that that was actually a funny part of the interview where I, I was just watching Joe Rogan's face, but he said that he had gone to Amsterdam, and I what I took from it is he took a hit of weed or maybe hash or something like that and uh-huh. he started to have like a hallucinogenic experience is what i gathered from it um and joe rogan was like yeah but have you ever done any like real psych- psychedelics <laughs> yeah uh, i mean not again i consider edibles definitely psychedelic but um for some I, as, not to that but as somebody that has experience with that since i've been in high school i don't consider that like you know what I'm saying? Like you could. Yeah, I love how they said it in the the electric Kool Aid acid test. They said if you take a little speed and maybe smoke some some marijuana, that you could crack that door open a tiny bit. But it's nothing like taking an LSD, which will snap that door wide open. Right. So again, so, but yeah. So he he was talking about how he smoked and he had all these weird thoughts. But he's like, but then he was just chalking that up to like brain chemistry. That that's when your brain chemistry is thrown off a little bit. Um, then that's what happens. And then Joe Rogan made a good point, which is the point that I would have made, which is if, if that is, if it's, if consciousness is a byproduct of the brain, if it's a receiver, you could suggest that your altered state was changed even more via the chemicals. So whatever this, um, built in pareidolia or circuitry that we have to focus our consciousness day to day, if that's altered, then we could be seeing more of a spectrum of things or maybe stuff that's that we can't see normally, like something along those lines. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I recommend people listen to that interview, even if they're not, even if they don't like, um, Materialism. dogmatic materialism. Yeah. Cause again, this guy wasn't, I mean, I think that he added a lot of good, uh, information too. Cause I think that, for me, part of this journey hasn't just been all the mystical stuff, but it's also been the academic, scientific, and research, and all that kind of stuff. I think if you can 
blend the two together, you can maybe start putting answers to things like near-death experiences, psychedelic realms, what happens, uh, you know, when we die, is that even possible to know, the, you know, those kinds of things. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, definitely check that out. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because I think people should just go listen to it. But, uh, but so back to spirituality, like, so we both grew up, you know, somewhat religious, not again, when you're born into religion, it's not like you really have a choice. You just, that's just what it is. Um, so I was raised Roman Catholic. I went to Catholic school till I was in like fifth grade. Um, and then went to a public high school and public, uh, middle, or I went to a public middle school, then a public high school. And the, um, when we were what 14 15 on our camping trip is when i first started to like we ponder the stars and look up and talk about things like panspermia or uh life out there and how did life get here if it was panspermia what does that mean and uh things of that nature and i started to look into more scientific things and realize not that religion is, is BS, but this idea that there's like a bearded guy in a gown sitting on a cloud playing chess where the chess piece is kind of a thing is just, yeah. But I, I always thought of that as maybe the religion back then. It couldn't, it couldn't explain energy to these, I don't want to say num- nimble minded folk, but their brains definitely weren't at the same capacity as ours are today. So you got to dumb things down a little bit. So in that regard, they're just they're, they're saying, yeah, there's a man in the sky. Is it a man? Probably not, but it's a little easier to tell people like that. Not to throw my mom under the bus, but <laughs> I've tried to explain to her. But energy I'm going to anyway. Kind of but just for her, like people yeah, like yeah. her, when they hear, then they can think of an actual when they can relate this religion to a uh, something that they're you know more familiar with, like humans. It's a lot easier for them to perceive heaven, to perceive God, right? That kind of thing. Well. And yeah, I mean, I, I same thing here. I mean, my mom's pretty religious, but she's not like dogmatic about it. Um, she's uh-huh. pretty cool. Like we have cool conversations all the time where I'll explain the things that you're talking about and, you know, she'll go along with it. Obviously she's had her own, she had that real near death experience that we're going to uh-huh. be working on with that documentary and stuff. And she definitely died for more than a couple minutes. Um, while she was giving birth to my sister and had a super profound experience. So she had that. Um, but again, when I got to a certain age, it's not that I just realized like on some levels, church is BS and like the whole idea of religion is BS. Not that people shouldn't believe or that they shouldn't go to church. I think church is a great, uh, is great for like community, bringing people together instilling like moral traditions and ideas i'm not against that at all i think that's great um i think i'm a pretty nice person people that know me think i'm a pretty nice person so um i think there's that uh and again i'm not i think that um i think though when you look at like the structure of it and like all the controversies and all the bad things that it's just like what's going on here at this point well yeah humans fuck stuff up that's right that's the bottom line with that, I think. Well, it's power and money corrupts. Right. And what was pure before, maybe a great idea, is now evil. And again, I don't think, I actually don't even think religion's a bad idea. I think it's what us flawed human beings, when we, um, when we start to interact with it, 
You know what I'm saying? Like when we start to put our mark on stuff is when it starts going haywire. Exactly. I mean, <clears throat> again, look at, and it's not just Catholicism. It's most religions. They all have terrible aspects to them now because of what it's come out of um, time. And, and again, people corrupting it with, with money and power and, um, I don't know. I think that we need to get back to some sort of spirituality as people, though, because I think that that's why um, you see a lot of people gravitating towards other things like uh, UFOs and um, a lot of like new age stuff. And I'm not even I believe in some of that stuff. I'm not even saying I don't believe in that, but I'm just saying like they're everybody's looking for something. Right. I mean, right. most people are most people have something, even people that are um, atheists or don't believe in anything have something that they believe in, whether it's, again, it's this idea of love or morality or whatever. We all have some higher thing that we aspire to. So, um, yeah, I think that's where a lot of people run into problems is when they have no purpose in their lives and they're just meandering through day by day. If they're not creating something or taking care of something or believe in something past this, they can really get bogged down into this. What is this all for? This is nothing. Right. It's a waste of time. I shouldn't do anything. And then that's just a bad mindset. And and I'll, I would point to that as like a benefit of having had a, a religious past for humanity, meaning that I, I do think that at one point, Obviously, there's been wars and um, lots of people have died in the name of religion, but the basic idea of it, don't kill your neighbor, don't steal, don't, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying people didn't understand that before, but this idea of like a cosmic law or some sort of cosmic order, I think is a good idea because I'm sure you had a lot of savagery back then. Um, oh yeah, in ancient times, chewing, chewing on the human bone, if you will. <laughs> we have savagery now, but it's not. I think it's a lot more calculated. It's not. It's it's less uh, blunt, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, but again, I I think that when you look at these concepts, you have to understand that I don't. The Bible wasn't written. We've talked about that. The Bible was written by tons of different people. A lot of them are allegories. And there's a lot of people out there that, that take it as uh, 100% truth and fact, like Jesus wrote the Bible himself or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but again, plus you have that that t massive telephone game. So the stories are passed <clears throat> down. and Absolutely. Um, so, and we've talked about that on other episodes, the ones, uh, Gnosticism and the Nag Hammadi, um, uh, the Gnostic Gospels and the Dead Sea Scrolls and all the ancient texts. And with those, um, it's interesting because they're pure versions of, um, you know, the Bible and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that was taken out of the Bible at the Council of Nicaea that had to do with either talking more about Jesus as like a, a spiritual traveler kind of a person, you know, more of like a mystic and less of like as being the son of God. So I think that the whole point of the council of Nicaea was to prove or push Jesus's divinity as the son of God that, yeah. and, and, and look, 
we've talked about Jesus before. I think whether you believe, I think Jesus historically was obviously a real person. There's all, there's some people that debate that. I don't. Yeah, you could beg that. You could beg to differ, but I don't, I don't think that that's debatable to me. And based on a lot of the archaeological proof and um, through texts and the way that they analyze those things, but this idea that he was some being from a, a another realm or something like that, or had had knowledge that he was a being of a you know. Um, I think is a different story to me, but that's just my opinion. But the way that he lived his life, if you know, the way he was written about, he was this loving, giving, he was like what we all strive to be as people, you know, like an amazing person that had amazing qualities that helped the sick and the poor and healed people and um, taught people and, and all these great things. I think that's what we all aspire to, right? We've talked about archetypes a lot lately on this podcast. I think the Jesus archetype is one that we all strive for if you're trying to be a good person, right? Whether, again, whether you believe in him or not or religion or whatever, but this idea of this like enlightened, amazing human being is something that we all strive for. Some people don't care. Some people just live their lives and whatever. But if you're introspective at all i think that's what you look for yeah try to be that perfect perfect embodiment that's for sure um so what do you think for you though in terms of because again you were raised uh you were raised religious somewhat uh yeah i'm still christian i believe in jesus was the savior and i uh i I celebrate a lot of Christian holidays, Easter, Christmas, those kind of things. I mean, I think most people in America do. For the yeah, but that's the shame because half the people that are are celebrating these things are are pure materialists. Right. So what are you what are you doing, buddy? They just want those Easter egg baskets. <laughs> they just want a mutant bunny to come and take a big giant uh, egg shit in their living room. Um, but yeah, I wanted to point this out too. When we were younger, I went to your church and. I felt like it was weird, but now growing up, I just realized, oh, they're just different things. They kind of believe in right. the same. Non-denominations, what's Michael talking about there? Yeah, you see, so you were, what, non-denominational Christian? Is that what that is? Well, my dad was always Catholic. No, I think no, I know. Comes from... but that was like our... So I was. I had a mixture between, like, if I went with my dad, I'm for Christmas, we'd go to a Catholic oh, church and stuff, and yeah, I, I told you, I'm a little congested still, but... Um, <laughs> So I always had a mixture between Catholicism, which is way more uh, intense. You got to believe in way more things. There's way more like rituals and stuff. And then non-denomination, which is Christianity, but it's w- a lot more open. Either you don't have to like believe in all the apostles and stuff. I don't think you even take commun- uh, communion. And they had a, a rock band, so it was just a little more contemporary, a little more. Uh, open-minded i would say within within the uh the christian confines so it was a good taste of both worlds as far as being in the christian religion yeah i remember going there and like yeah you had a band and you guys played like games and stuff like i'm like what is is this a camp mixed with church like what's going on here um but again now that i'm older i think well what i was doing all these rituals and stuff was probably weird a lot of the catholic mass is based on uh, ancient Egyptian rituals, even the the Lord um, the Lord's Prayer, 
Oh, I never knew that. Our father is based off of a prayer to Pita, who's the creator of everything, and it was the Egyptian god. Interesting. That's why a lot of like the Catholic stuff is based off of uh, Egyptian and Sumerian um, uh, symbolism and stuff like that. Oh, wow, I never knew that. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people don't. Again, we talked about this on the creative, the, the episode we were talking about uh, creativity and creating things. Nothing is 100% original. I don't... Can you create something that hasn't been influenced by anything? I can't. I've tried. It's, yeah. it's, it's damn near impossible. So this idea that... I think you'd have to shelter yourself from birth and not watch it one single movie or listen to one song or anything. Right. I think some of these um, religions are pretty specific, so they're different in that way. But the this idea, again, it's not an original idea that there's a God or that there's somebody looking down or watching, you know? Judging. Right. Um. But yeah, everybody thinks everybody else's uh, stuff or, or other religions is weird. I, I mean, when I got older, the main thought that I had when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old, when we started talking about like the universe and aliens and stuff like that and expanding our mind with uh, cannabis and occasional psychedelics, it was more of the fact that how could... The, I remember the, the first thought I had that was like, descent from what i had was raised to believe which was how come our religion is correct or how could how could our religion be the right one and everybody else is wrong so then a couple years down when i was in high school i'm thinking well my uh, thinking shifted to i think that maybe we're all right maybe what you believe is where you go or maybe what you believe is what happens and then i thought well maybe that's not right so now I'm kind of in the realm of what are the actual scientific possibilities for something that could be considered metaphysical. And again, metaphysical, um, when you're talking about metaphysics, it's this idea that it's um, philosophy and ideas that in theories that can't be substantiated with basic observation. So yeah, it's all theoretical to a certain extent. Yeah, I remember asking my dad that. I go, well, Catholicism isn't even, it's not the most widely spread uh, religion. What makes us so right? But his answer was, well, most of the religions believe in the one main thing. Right. So that's something that they all share. I think that, I think that that's actually a pretty good statement because all the other stuff that, that surrounds that one main point kind of is a little bit of bullshit. And it's the it's the center core of it that I think is the is the important part. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do think. Well, well, you brought up monotheism. Monotheism was actually created by uh, Akhenaten, the uh, Egyptian pharaoh. Mm -hmm. Um, He came up with this idea that there's one god, and he was actually kind of um, looked down upon, and they like kind of erased a lot of his stuff afterwards. On ancient aliens and stuff they'll say it was because he was an alien and they were trying to race him but yeah yeah here we go it's actually because he believed in this one true god um you know associated with the the um like the sun disc or whatever and uh-huh. the in that whole time in egypt there was a pantheon of gods kind of like how you have a pantheon of gods in ancient greece and ancient rome and 
different gods have di- different functions and different gods were different time periods. Uh, but he, um, he came up with the idea of, oh no, there's this one God, um, this one creator. So I think, you know, he built everything in Armana, Ar- uh, um, Armarna in Egypt. And after he died, they kind of went back and, you know, again, they do this thing in ancient Egypt where they'll scrape people's records and faces and noses and all sorts of weird things. So, um, but I think that's pretty interesting that, uh, again, the idea of one God isn't, doesn't come from Judaism or Catholicism or whatever. It comes from, uh, ancient Egypt. Well, yeah, no matter how much we want to believe that those were the beginning and end all, there was a there was a world before that stuff. So, what were those guys up to? Right. That's what everybody. But I remember because our school, Gross Point North, was heavily populated by uh, Catholics, and I, uh, I would question them, even though I was Christian. I'd still question some of their their ideals and stuff. Again, I think it's good to question everything. Like I said before, get your cards on the table, and then you can assemble your hand accordingly. But these guys were stuck in there. Again, we are key teenagers, so I, I hold nothing against them. But it's a very stuck in that mindset where this is the right way and absolutely nothing else is right. So, yeah. But wait a minute, sir, because there was a world before yours. So explain for that. Explain these savages living in those times. I guess they could just say that they were godless and they weren't living true lives. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean. It's it's almost impossible to put yourself in the consciousness of like what ancient people were thinking or what they had in mind when they came up with some of these concepts. I mean, we can look at how we come up with these concepts and how we arrive at these points and then kind of work that way back and go through the process of what we do know about them. But again, that would just be still speculation based on some evidence, so... Yeah, what was in uh, King Tut's CD case? <laughs> what was he listening to? Um, I just think this whole topic is fascinating because even if, if I said who or what's God to you or who is God, if you asked most people that believe in Christianity or Catholicism, I don't know what the answer would be. I haven't really took the pulse on that one, but I can say that if you believe like the Bible word for word, right, those are generally the people, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to believe and um, think whatever you want, but the people that think and believe that think that the Bible is true word for word, which again, it's not. It's an allegory of stories that were put together in a certain way. I'm not saying they don't have any value. They have tremendous value. It's probably a blueprint to how, how to live your life in some regards, but then there's parts. Yeah. The tortoise and the hare has value too. Yeah. But then, and then there's parts where you're like, Oh, what does this mean? This is weird. This is not, you know, so, um, but if I were to ask, let's just say we took a poll on who or what is God, everybody would have a different answer. There's not, I mean, even people that believe in kind of the same thing, even if you believe it was a bearded guy in the sky, your perception of that bearded guy in the sky is still different than you. Yeah, exactly. Does he look like your grandpa? Does he look like uh, right. the, the Jesus is in the Does he the look malls? like Socrates? Who, what does this guy look yeah. like? You know, like what, what would he get? Does he look like me? Right. 
<laughs> I mean, because my God, the does. only th- the right. only way I could see that being true is if we were in a simulation or we were some weird creation, and we get out of it and we see, oh, this dude was it's some old guy with a beard that looks like Santa Claus that's controlling <laughs> this thing. I hope it is, so I can throw that <laughs> in your face. Um, so that's there. There's that, but again, I, I think that my idea of God is more of this like thing that connects us all this energy, this, this first source or connecting force, something along those lines, something that, and I don't even have an exact idea. Cause I think that changes too. I think everything I learned and everything I research evolves along with my ideas and my concepts. So every time I learn something new, I got to take that into account. And so my idea even within this idea has changed even over the last year. So I've been thinking this way the last couple of years, but in terms of this idea of like an energy or source or something like that, but even now knowing what I know, it's even gotten more to the point where it's even a little bit more complex than that. So um, I don't think there's any real way to pin down. Um, It's just a concept or an idea. And I don't think that, um, Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Well, so we came from a source, and we will. But that's the, the return s- once again. But that's a problem too. It's like you're using science to prove <laughs> religion or faith, which you can't do. Like, if if you have faith that there's more to life than just this, or you have faith that there is a God, it's faith for a reason. There's no way to prove that. It's a it's a it's the extreme metaphysics of it. It's it's you're not gonna you can theorize and you can come up with ideas, but you'll never prove that. Right. And I think that's what the whole, uh, then some the whole people gambit say, of the beast is. Some people say that's the point. And that's the point. Yeah, exactly. That's, the that's point what my of mom faith. would say. Yeah. You gotta have the faith. You gotta, right. Because you're not going to get into heaven easily. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta put forth some effort. If you, you gotta if you put don't forth believe, something. you don't receive. Okay. Oh, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so there's that. But I, again, I think it's, it's like what is consciousness? It's the same thing when you talk about what is God. It's what what is they could consciousness could be God. I think that that's not a bad since these two things that we can't explain, um, which science tries to explain either they're what's going on in the universe is there God is there no God? Which again most scientists I don't know what the percentage was. I think Brian Keating when we had him on suggested that it was like. 70 30 or 75 25 something like that that that's actually surprising to me that, i would think that amount like 90, of people yeah that that amount of people believe in something I, I i don't know if it was um that could be wrong too i mean who knows um but this idea that we all try and put this these faces and these concepts to um to this idea of God and to this idea of consciousness, I think brings up a good point. Like if we can't explain these things, um, are they connected in some way? Um, Cause we have a good idea about it. Most other things that are in our physical realm. So we have a little bit of an idea. Well, and we'll talk, we've talked about that many times. There's no, what's true today is not going to be true tomorrow. And like what that Brian green guy said about consciousness, he believes that it's nothing more than a byproduct of your brain function because we're going to get the technology to see what's going on. We're going to figure stuff out. But my theory is that even though we do that, there will always be these other questions. So like our idea of what consciousness is and what God could be now 
are probably going to be replaced by other questions and other mysteries later. Yeah, when we open up the atom, a whole mess of shit flies but, out, and we have all those problems to worry but about. But I'm just saying that there's this always going to be this progression where, yeah, we're going to get more answers, we're going to solve things, but then there's going to be a new crop of mysteries and mystical things, and uh, maybe that evolves too. Maybe they're no longer mystical, but they're in some sort of other category. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I want to get to this metaphysical realms part uh, now, which we've kind of talked about, but this idea that of like a heaven uh, and again the heaven it's similar when people say heaven it's this idea that there's this beautiful place where um, everything's light and love and everybody's wearing a toga and floating on a cloud I mean that's what they portray um, harps harps beautiful music and um, all that again this is some sort of an archetype where I think that different um different religions have different versions of, of these places, this ultimate place, this ending place or whatever the, or maybe it's just the next step. Um, I don't know what to say. When you think about it rationally, okay, even if you take all the measurements, we know what we know about physics and quantum physics and um, we can't really marry those two together yet because there's still discrepancies on how they work together. But, um, let's say we have that all figured out. We still live in a three-dimensional or four-dimensional, if you're counting time, wor like world, like that's our reality. If, mm -hmm. if there's three or four, how, come there, how could there not be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, inf infinite? How could it not go exactly. on forever? So if that's the case, um, that's something I think about a lot too. Did we ever exist on a two-dimensional plane or a one-dimensional plane or has it always been 3d will always be 3d what if this is just um a stepping stone to something more so uh, there's this, again the book by um edwin a abbott called flatland um you, i think you can get it for free on kindle you, at least you used to be able to i don't know if you still can um where it's talking about like how you know, one dimensional thing is just uh, a line and then two D thing is then, you know, the line with it. So you, you can't see things from one D. You can only see part of what two D is and two D can only see part of three D and three D can only see part of four D. You can't see the whole picture when you're, when you're talking right. about dimensions for the next dimension above you. Um, it just, it's just not in there's videos on uh, YouTube too, where they try and simulate like what, 5d would look like or 4d and it's it's you know you can see slivers of corners of things like that but it would look weird um yeah yeah no i've seen uh some some projections of that stuff um so again that's something i think about a lot i think that that could be something to look into if you're looking to more than just this realm um but the heaven thing again i think it's this this i this concept or idea of what this next level I, I don't know though like psychologically do we want that you know life's hard life's very very mm -hmm. hard so do you think it's something that humans created to deal with the fact that life's so hard or do you think it's something that um is based off of like near-death experiences psychedelic experiences meditation experiences out-of-body experiences you know something along those lines where they're experiencing more, so it gave them the perception or the idea 
that there's more. I think it's a combination of both. Just like everything, that truth lies somewhere in between the middle. Yeah, I mean, um, combined with the every human has this this urge to keep living on and living on. And you combine that with some some mind altering substances, or like you were saying, even coincidences, things that happen in your everyday to day, without the the influence of drugs. I almost think those can kind of connect you even more so than the drugs, because when you take the drugs, you're as you're brought up, you're just you're you're when you take something, you know that it's going to be altering your perception. When something happens in your basement, you're singing a song that your best friend loves, and the the light starts flickering. I think those have more of a a pull on your actual psyche. Right. Um. Just it's more proof than if something happened while you were on LSD or psilocybin or DMT or something like that. But yeah, I think it's the every human wants to to keep going. That's for sure. So that definitely has some kind of variance on it. I would say. Right. I, I do think though, um, when you're discussing these things, everybody again has different ideas of them. So it's all your perception of what this thing is. Even I can't get inside your head. So your idea of heaven is probably completely. Even though I just gave you a visualization of what not that what i think of it but like what's depicted or what's suggested through books well does yours involve 70 virgins or (laughs) no 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 but but (laughs) but the thing is is but my point is is that even from person to person these are these concepts and ideas are so vastly different or could be i mean again i can't get in your head that what are we what are we truly talking about here um so when you look at what I just asked you about, what do you think it is? I could totally see somebody having a near-death experience that almost drowned or had a heart attack or whatever the case may be. Maybe they had a psychedelic experience, saw these this light and this energy and um, experience maybe endogenous chemical release in their body or whatever the case may be, um, and then created this mythology around that, that like, oh, I've experienced this. There's these other places that you can go to. Um, so that could be, that could be that, or there could be real places that we go to, meaning that when you meditate or when you take psychedelics or you have a near death experience, you are, you know, touching on the doorstep of something else. I I don't think that that's Uh impossible either. Again, I walk this line of believing and not believing, not that I want to, but I think that that'll ultimately lead to some sort of truth. If you just full on believe, you know, faith you know, up, up the ass and, and not even question anything. I, I'm not down with that. I'm not saying that that's, maybe right. that's the happier route. Though, it, it, then it, you're never, then you're, it probably is. It probably I is. Know, I was just thinking about this in my car today. Cause I, I flip flop like you, whatever is the newer piece of evidence. And you seem to gravitate towards that, chew it up, digest it, and then let it, let it pull you in a direction. Then something else comes to, to the, to the table. And then you go after that. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I wish I had the faith that some of these people had because I'm sick of it, to be <laughs> honest. I just want to commit to something. Yeah, I'm sure you do, bro. But um, <laughs> there's. But that's that's the curiosity of us, which is a good thing and a curse. So you got to just take yourself for what you are. I think that you're right, though. It is the site. Like, I am influenced by things that I learn and things that I read. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that. Um, I don't want, I actually want to believe myself, but 
then my logical part of my brain kicks in and it's like, well, uh-huh. what if you, well, I guess it depends on how you do it, but it's like, I don't want to spend too much time on something that I know not to be true. Not that I don't, it's this weird dichotomy where, yeah, you want to believe, but I don't want to believe to the point where it's like I'm oblivious or being annoying or sound, you know, no offense. Like I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, the bottom line is no one's have no one's proven either way so far. I don't think I'm going to be the guy to do it. So if, with that being said, you can kind of give yourself some kind of break. Yeah. Again, I, I want to believe. I do. I really want to. <laughs> um, will it happen? Uh, yeah, it's happened before. I've, I've gone on kicks. You know, when we first started this podcast and stuff, I was a hardcore believer in a lot more things than I believe in now through research and reading books and stuff, it's kind of taken us on this path where, again, I believe there is a fringe. I do believe that there is this point where um, reality and um, metaphysical realms, there's this like gray area or fringe or whatever, uh, and I believe that there's something to it. I just don't know if that it's become a lot more narrow the gap and i'm i'm not saying it's going to become more and more narrow but now i have a good i think a good good grasp of what i think is going on um so i guess we'll just see what more science and stuff you know comes out with but from a spirituality or religious standpoint that's the whole point of faith and that's why there's not really much evolution there's evolution of ideas and concepts and stuff like that but if you look at these religions, they're old and people still kind of approach them the same way as they did thousands of years ago for, you know, for that matter. So where science is this thing of progression and, um, uh, this, this constant, uh, well, John Anthony West would say, uh, the church of progression and the idea of like uniformitarianism, this constant, uh, pace forward that religion um, would be the opposite where you just have faith and obviously you don't, you don't need that progression because there's that you just have to have faith in this idea. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's a real, uh, mind bender. That's for sure. I mean, you don't want to dedicate too much time to this stuff, but for me, it's a, it's like a haunting thing. I think because I have OCD, because I have my mind's always on overdrive, I think I'm susceptible to constantly thinking about these concepts and these ideas. So, um, Plus, you have a brain on your on your body. You're gonna you're gonna use it. You're gonna think. You're gonna you're not gonna succumb to one idea just because everybody's been telling you to do it. Yeah, but I think th- there I've been, huh. I highly recommend this book. Um, I've mentioned it before, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, and it's just basic. You know, a lot of it's like Buddhist concepts and stuff like that. But this idea that you're just over, we're always, all of us are constantly overthinking. Like our brain is using us as opposed to us using our brain, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to just be more chill and be more, um, in the moment. Meditative state. Yeah. Just be more in the moment. You know, like when you're outside, breathe in the air, take it all in that kind of a thing. When you're, you know, walking, feel your pace and, and, you know, do what you're doing. And when you're, you know, be present in the moment, don't be looking at your phone, constantly walking even to, you know, you don't need to walk from your car to a building and look at your phone. You just don't, you know, most people do, but you don't have to. So, 
Yeah, mine's about to get shattered soon. This thing is <laughs> killing shattered. Me. I wanted to shatter my computer earlier. Well, we gotta live with these devices to get to get our message over the airwaves. Yeah. These talk boxes. <laughs> um But so yeah, just be more present in the moment. Live you know, we, you talked about it too, and we, we both mentioned it on that episode where anxieties fear of the future and depressions sadness from the past you know or experiences uh-huh. of sadness from the past so um the idea is to live in the middle of that in this perfect in the moment type of thing um and i think that there's something awesome about that uh but i do think that my brain uses me for sure it's hard not to um i'm working on it but yeah, you know, all the stuff you hear is live in the moment. It's a nice thing to strive for, that's for sure. It's not the easiest thing to achieve. That's that's the uh, well, especially if you're in a that's re- the goal. If you're in a relationship with something or with something with someone, yeah, me and my computer. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a relationship with someone and you're not present, I think it's it's noticeable. Obviously, um, I've been guilty of that, and um, it's something again that you just try and work on. Um, when I when I go to dinner with my girlfriend, I don't even bring my phone in because it's, there's no point. Yeah, I see. I used to bring my phone. That's when I was big, still into sports, which I kind of stopped watching. Sports. Yeah, that's that, that's a waste of time. Yeah, I just <laughs> it was a waste of time. I'm like, what am I doing right now? I just was like huge sports fan, knew everything, but uh, I decided like a few years ago, I'm like, I just you know, it's pointless, but yeah, I would bring my, <laughs> I would bring my phone to dinner and constantly look at like sports up, uh, updates and my fantasy hockey and fantasy football leagues and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I just, you know, I'm wasting time. I'm being yeah, disrespectful to my wife, you know, like that kind of stuff. So yeah, for, yeah, for sure. But you could get bogged down with, uh, with the YouTube channels and stuff. Let me see how many views this got. And <laughs> you're constantly looking at well, it. We know you do. We got to crank I, I, this thing past a thousand. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I used to, but there's no point to it. You got, that's why it's, you should have a goal set. What is your point? Is your point to get the views? Obviously that's like a, a side shoot for me. Right. I, we want to get the information out there. We want people to digest it. And yes, it's good to get compensated for all your hard work with views and, you know, eventually money and things like that. But that's not the, the true reason we're doing it. So, Oh, well, we're, Don't, yeah, we're not, well, we're not making any, <laughs> you know, we appreciate our Patreon, you know, we're still basically kind of like breaking even with this whole thing because it does cost money with all the programs and the artwork. And now and, you can plug the Patreon. Mike and Maurice at Patreon. <laughs> For $2 a month, you'll get some exclusive content. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, I, I think that, you just have to fill these these holes with something and for most people it's spirituality and religion and i think that that's great i think that if you're a good person and it works for you then that's all that really matters to be honest if if you're one of these people that's like criticizing other people and going out of your way to uh critique other people's ideas and religions and whatever if they're not harming anybody or whatever then that's that's stupid too so i think that there's there could be. That's what a lot of these people think, though. They're the spokesperson for this particular religion. They're going to go out there and they're going to recruit and they're going to change everybody's mind. Well, I mean, religion would be nothing without people, so you do need people. Um, and I'm not saying I agree, but I'm I'm referring to more of the uh, 
extreme ends of the map. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because eventually that's the stuff that leads to the war. I'm going to go kill these these dudes because they don't believe in what I'm believing in. Right. So they have to die. Right. It's like, all right, well, what does your religion teach? Because I don't see any religion teaching, although maybe I'm wrong, but. Right. I mean, there's like eye for an eye and like that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But here's the thing is all that stuff's stupid too because we've talked about that many times on here where, again, people have these ideals and these concepts and then they do something completely different, which you just mentioned, go start wars or crusades or battles or kill people or even scientists. Um, you had to be back, back in the day if you said that uh, – the universe is infinite, like Giordano Bruno. You get you're, you're getting burned at the stake. I'm sorry, and and that yeah. sucks. But, um, and then same thing with you know Copernicus and Galileo. You got to be careful. You got to watch your back. Um, so, with all these things, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's the that's the that's the whole thing. Is we don't I, know. I, I, I don't know. That's the <laughs> most honest statement that can be said is i don't know well it's an interesting topic because you would think at the for most of our podcasts at the end there's some kind of conclusion with these there's no conclusion there's no conclusion and there probably will never be a conclusion again unless we're the chosen ones that get to figure these things out i just don't see that in my brain capacity though right i know who i am i know my iq and it's not me it might be you it's not me right (laughs) <laughs> I think, well, I, for for me though, this idea of like personal spirituality is 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 good though. It, it works good for me. I like it. I like the idea that um, evolving myself is the path to what whether there is more or not. That's just a better better route. Being educating myself on as many things as I can, trying to be the best person I can being introspective, being kind and generous to people around me. I mean, if you're working on doing all those things, I think that you're on the right path no matter what what happens next or doesn't happen or whatever the case may be. Do you think that uh, psychedelics and psychedelic usage has contributed to your spirituality? Um. Okay, that's, a, that's actually a good point, and that's a, something weird that um, I haven't really thought about, but when I was younger, when I was going to church and stuff like that, when I was a kid, you just believed in this thing just because it was part of your life. You know, you, you didn't know anything different. You just go to church and, oh, I believe in God. And when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. That's it. So there's almost like this level, again, I, ignorance is bliss in that regard. It's like it's, it's truly a better way to live if you can live like that and not be negative towards other people. Um, and then, but you shouldn't be at the base of the religion. Right, exactly. That's not what's but then, been preached. But again, that's that's how it comes off. People fighting on Twitter, people fighting on social media. You got a lot of people just going back and forth. Oh, you're an idiot. You believe believe in religion. Oh, you're gonna burn in hell because you did this or you did. You well, know. Christianity in particular has been crucified. No pun intended. Well, now, now, if you say you're Christian, you're like you're like the devil. It's like, wait a minute here. Right. The devil's the bad thing. That's the what we're against here. Right. But it's I regress. So, um. Basically, when you look at uh, how I was raised and what I believed, I think that it wasn't. It was just. It's just a belief system. And then um, when I got to again a certain age, you start to question those things. 
Um, what was your question again, though? Because you interjected and it kind of threw me off. Sorry, it was it has uh, psychedelics, drugs have influenced okay, you. Okay, yeah. I, now I know where I was going with that. So yeah, when I was younger, I believed in that wholeheartedly. That's what was going to happen. But then when I got older, started to dabble in some of these um, psychedelic uh, um, compounds. I think that my mind actually had true spiritual experience, which was when you go to church when you're younger, I didn't, I never had anything where I was like, Oh, I so close to God. I even praying. It just felt like a one way ticket to nowhere kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but then when I got old enough, I took psychedelics. I'm like, Oh, this is a spiritual experience. You see light and colors and feel love and beauty and all these different things. And, um, you think outside the box and you start to, to go to different places. So, yeah, I think that, I think that it does have, um, that effect or impact. At least it did on me. I don't think that, um, I think that having that basic idea of what God could be or whatever definitely has an impact on, on your psyche or maybe archetypes or whatever too. So, this idea in one God or being raised Catholic and then taking psychedelics, I think does add some sort of more of a mystical element to it for sure. If that, that answers your question. Yeah. And my follow up point would be if, it, if that's the effect that you've had, think about the dawn of man. Oh yeah. Cause for they sure. definitely were taking psychedelics. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Cause I've told my mom, I go, well, what if Moses was on DMT and she thinks it's, it's uh, preposterous, but <laughs> in reality, he might have been on something. Yeah, he could have been. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, we've gone over scenarios with that. Bert just burning the bush, though, and then inhaling the fumes wouldn't have been enough. Right. Even acacia still, that's got know. 2% DMT in it, you would still need an MAOI. Uh, uh, so you need that inhibitor, which in that area could be Syrian rue which would work for that. Um, but he would need to ingest Syrian rue and then adjust acacia and then, or, uh, like a, like a Middle Eastern psychedelic or uh, ayahuasca analog. Um, I don't know. Or Jesus could have been a mushroom altogether. No, that, that I don't believe I'm not against the theories and people putting theories like that out there. But again, I think if you watch that episode that we did with uh, Joshua, who's writing that book, I think uh, I make my stance pretty clear on that. that There's a lot of archeological and historical evidence to support the fact that there was an actual person named Jesus. Again, whether he was divine or not, doesn't matter. Was he a real person? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are just my thoughts on you. Anything you else want to add or, now I think we've covered some some nice ground there. Again, it's like it's a question that can't be answered, but it is good to interject some of our own ideas and get the get the conversation going with people. Yeah, I just again I wanted to, I saw that episode on Joe Rogan with Brian Green, the physicist, and did that stir up some negative energies for no, you? No, not negative. It just made me think more um, and think more in, in, uh, intensely about the the subject and. Listening. Seems to have shifted you off your uh, no, wh- spiritual kick, though. Not really. Um, again, I'm still spiritual, but you have to question. You have to question things. If you don't question things, um, it doesn't lead anywhere. Uh, just like Socrates said, uh, um, the unexamined life is not worth living. So, 
I agree with that. Why why can't the Big Bang be the beginning of the Bible, though? I, I don't see why it's so far-fetched for that. Well, I think in the Bible it says 6,000 years ago. Well, let's, let's throw that out right out the window. So if you take the timeline out, yeah, it's still God created heaven and earth and these realms. It doesn't talk about some explosion. God created an explosion, you know? Well, he said, let there be light, and there was light. Yeah. But light is the most fundamental thing. If you, of course, if there was no light, there would be nothing. You wouldn't you wouldn't know if anything existed because you wouldn't be able to see it. Maybe you'd be able to perceive it some other way. But well, what are the, what's their explanation for where did the so a big bang, a pinhead had all the energy in the world and in, in the size of a pin this in the guy universe. Was, rather, that Brian Green guy was suggesting that what we know is gravity, how it pulls things down to Earth. It can also uh-huh. repel things they found in other scenarios. So he thinks it was this thing that just repelled everything and shot everything out. That that Right, which is fine. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying where did this initial matter come from? Oh, well, again, he said about, well, again, all these things make sense in the context of these are these own people's theories and this is what they know about science. So this is how it's going. But he was saying that it doesn't matter what was before the existence of the universe because if time was created by the big bang or the existence of the the um, universe coming into existence then we only can categorize things by time anyway so before time it didn't matter that's what his answer was i don't know if i agree with that i think it's an interesting thought i think it's i need to ponder on that more but if there's if there's living organisms like us pondering these things now why couldn't there have been things that are ten times us or a, mi- a million times our capacity? Just watch, just watch the the episode. He would he doesn't rule out things like life or extraterrestrial life or um, the possibility of a god. He doesn't rule those out. He just probabilistically he's saying that what he knows those are unlikely. Right, but we're uh, we're gods in a sense where we could go into a pond and pull little eggs out and bring them into our home. Put well, that's them in a, but that's what he was saying. His that was his point on on um, the um, like life in the universe or like UFOs and stuff like that. He's like, why would they come? It would be like looking at an ant hill. And Joe Rogan's like, I'm fucking fascinated by ant hills. He's like, I you know, I'll I'll check. You know, we check things out like that all the time. Well, it's a little more than an anthill. We're building cities. Right. We're communicating. We have electricity. But I think that's his point was that we could be nothing compared to them, especially since our universe has been around for a long time, that they could be so advanced that, you know, dealing with us literally might be dealing with, uh, I mean, who knows, a fly. Right, but you, fly. Wouldn't be, uh, you wouldn't be interested in some apes if they started building wheels? Well, that's the, and that's what Joe Rogan's point was. I don't know. I think it just depends on who you talk to. I personally, again, don't necessarily even believe that, what do we know? I mean, there could be a multiverse. There could be no right. multiverse. There could be But that theory is retarded. Because, not, not retarded. That, that, that theory is very slow adult because we, we study, we love to study things. So whoa, whoa, whoa. if we're don't so fascinated ever... with it. We have ant, Don't we you have ever drop the R word ever again, bro. I'm sorry, I, I retract that. I'm but again, we have ant we have ant little ant cities in our houses. We have fish. <laughs> we have aquariums. We have all that stuff because we want to learn. Why wouldn't aliens want to learn? Right. That's the that's the stuff that that maybe they already real. know. Maybe they there's some people suggest that they've had a hand in creativity or possibly directed panspermia sending um, 
carbons and different molecules out in the end, you know, different right. uh, organic and non-organic uh, compounds. I mean, who knows? Did, did, did they talk about anything about those uh, UFOs they, they, that the government saw? No. I actually, uh, Joe Rogan hasn't asked anybody, like he hasn't asked Neil Tice. <laughs> Whenever he they are on, they might talk about aliens, but they never actually bring up the fact that there's these pilots and videos. Yeah, I want to know. What, what's your thought? Yeah. That's my question, too, is like a, for a scientist, it's like if this exists, what does that mean? That means exactly. everything you've ever known is not necessarily BS. Obviously, it's helped us get all this technology and progressed us to where we are, but this this bigger picture thing where they're like, Oh, nothing else is there. Nothing else matters is, is screwed. If there ends up being, um, beings that have been visiting here. Cause what well, if you're that? a rocket engineer and your whole life is devoted to figuring out propulsion systems and how planes fly and all that, that's like the big, that, that's like the second coming. Yeah. When you see something hovering around, that's moving at those speeds. So, you would think that these guys would be uh, all over it. Well, but. that's why you don't see visionary people ruling it out. People like uh, Tesla or uh, Elon Musk and, and people like that because they're visionary thinkers. They got to think the big picture and the big picture could definitely be included with some UFOs and uh, extraterrestrial life or ultra terrestrial life or something weird. And all that stuff has seemed to like just die down quite a bit. There's still stuff happening. I mean, UFO Twitter is pretty active every single day. Right, but I'm, I'm saying as far as the mainstream, everybody's well, yeah, back to their Kardashians. The, and well, that's what mainstream does best. It's a one-day news cycle now. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's weird. I, I just want it to be to the point where I can bring this stuff up at a party and people aren't looking at me like I'm some kook. Oh, I bring it up. Which to, I am, but you know. I bring it up to a lot of people. I don't give a shit think i'm weird no i hope you think i'm weird that's what i say yeah <laughs> i know why why do i want to be so much like you or the rest of these peeps no i'm just i, I don't give a shit what people not think. you i'm no, saying the rest of you know the well here's the, the thing is you're talking about going to a party and talking about this you've literally been talking about this shit for an hour on a podcast with me just now with being viewed probably by more people than your dinner party conversation <laughs> so yeah the other thing is what party am i going to <laughs> yeah I, I don't i don't know yeah and who am i talking to at these parties it's like yeah. i'm hobnobbing in the <laughs> the hollywood elites yeah but yeah I, I, that's there's definitely some knowledge out there that maybe we don't that we're not even being shared so that's 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 weird but we got to get our buddy tiller on yeah we're gonna he was sick we're gonna reschedule and get him on here um beautiful talk about that stuff and uh yeah just we'll we'll have some more guests coming on here shortly and we'll have some cool topics and is there anything else you want to talk about or add to this no i, I liked our talk today cool cool um so yeah check us out we'll subscribe to our channel if you haven't already uh hit the like button as well check us out at patreon patreon.com slash mike and maurice for just two dollars a month you'll get exclusive content um Check us out at Mike and Maurice's mindescape.com and uh, check us out on social media. I'm most active on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Mike Escape. And check us out if you're listening to us on um, an audio platform like iTunes. Please subscribe and leave us a nice little review. We appreciate that. 
and smash it. that like button that's it all right man well we will talk to you guys next time peace cheers